Minus three is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, March Madness is on its way, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promos. America's number one sportsbook. You know it's easy to use if you've checked it out at all. If you haven't, get over there and fix that ASA AMP. Safe and secure. Get winnings fast. Now winnings delivered in as quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. I'm looking at Brooklyn and Philly. That's a good place to start. On Thursday, discover the most popular same game parlays each day. Right when you log in, head over to FanDuel and do it. And while you're there, make sure you use the promo code minus three. It's the word minus the number three. And help your pals out here over at minus three. And now... Let's start the show. Minus three with Dave Damashek. All right, here we go. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three. We're presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you bet along with your pals here at Minus Three. FanDuel.com slash Minus Three. It's the word minus the number three. And follow all the fun on, so fun on social media. At minus three pod, we having a moment to spare and Eddie Spaghetti over there behind the glass. Please feel free. Jump in with any breaking news. There's a breaking hot sports story about every 90 seconds right now. Let's try to chop up as many of them as we can, um, as quickly as we can here with our main man, probably celebrating Tatum's breakout in Boston. I don't know what else. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Well, it's so nuts, right, this this time of year. So, like, we're looking at um, just in po- potentially incredible NBA and NHL playoffs. Like, really, there, there are so many great matchups lining up in the NBA playoffs, in the NHL playoffs. Then, of course, we're reminded that the NFL is still king and – and we're these major monster moves that demand our attention where, you know, you will just listen to someone standing there talking about Russell Wilson and, you know, and and a, and a, nobody talking about Russell Wilson on your TV will will dwarf a, a game rating of one of the other sports. So here's who you don't want to be in this scenario. Major League Baseball with his head up its fucking ass. Like people are already leaving your business. They're leaving. They don't like your product. They'd much rather watch a UFC fight or one of these other sports. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to prove ourselves completely incompetent of delivering any product whatsoever. And while people go, gosh, I barely missed it. I barely missed it. Look at these conference tournament games. Look at like this. This is malpractice for a baseball fan where you're like, don't don't give people an opportunity to see how unimportant Major League Baseball is in their lives because it it, it could go the way of lacrosse. Like it, it's insane. It is totally I, insane. By the way, I, and as you touch on there, we're, we're excited for the postseason in both puck and uh, pro basketball, not to mention March Madness is nigh, but you're exactly right. And the other thing is, too, for the people who do um, hold baseball dear and are precious about it, part of the reason for it is the the records and how they stack up. 
in history. So right out of the gate, the people who are the diehards are not going to fully embrace the 2022 season because it's already not going to be anything close to 162. So measuring it against other seasons is is unsatisfying. And that's for the diehards. And that, those aren't the people baseball is even concerned with. It's it's keeping younger people who, like you say, care more about uh, MMA and otherwise. So let's, you know what? So we can talk about baseball. We've got so many news stories. I don't know how many quarterbacks may get traded um, over the course of this uh, this episode here. Some best bets for you. Is that girl Jerry Jones' actual daughter? That's a fun prop bet to make. One. Two. Is Ben Simmons, I don't know how we can measure this and bet on it, but um, is the booing that awaits Ben Simmons in Philadelphia on Thursday night going to be the greatest booing in the history of sports? Do you remember? I mean, who who got a worse reception? He's going to be there on the bench. I really don't understand why they're even putting him out there. Why, why, why are they even taking him there and going to put him in street clothes sitting on the bench to deal with that. Is it to get it out of the way so it's not in the playoffs? I I think Nash pretty much said as much. It, it's funny, like, it, you know, it's basically saying, it's admitting, like, look, obviously we know we've acquired a head case. I, I, obviously you're, you, you, you're fragile. What we don't want is the first time you're getting showered with booze in Philly to be – you freezing with the ball at the in the high post as you have a mental breakdown. So it's you know remember uh, remember the accountant. Do you ever see that movie where now I never did. Oh, no. it's terrific! It's terrific. Affleck's on the spectrum, and 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 so the the therapist says you know you have to avoid loud noises and bright lights for this kid. And the hard-ass military dad goes, you've got it exactly wrong. You have to expose him to loud noises and bright lights uh. to prepare him to be <laughs> the world's greatest accountant slash killer. And, and he was right. It worked. So ben I, Affleck, you know, Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, so, uh, so maybe they're like, look, we got – now, the problem – I mean, they're probably not going to get the level of booing that they'd like to get it out of a system because – you, how do you get an organic? I mean, yes, Bruins fans managed an organic Yankee suck chant in LA two weeks ago, but um, why? What are people going to be booed? Like, what's going to be going on when they they're not going to go and not shooting up Ben True. Simmons? Like, I don't know. Like, so it's like Harden's going to be dribbling, and they're going to go boo. Like, when would when do you start booing him? It is a funny, like, dry run for the Nets. Like, we're going to bring Ben Simmons in there. Now, listen, Ben, you're not going to be introduced. You're not going to – the when the, when you receive the ball for the first time, get ready for the boost. They're just going to, like – it's a dry run for him. It is a, it's a ridiculous thing. Meantime, Sixers laying four and a half. How do you like this one to, to shake out here? Um, God, this is nuts. You know, I mean, talk about a series of coin flips, all these, these emerging juggernauts in the East – um, I, you know, Kyrie's 50, 50 point. This is so depressing for me, by the way. I fucking hate every player associated with all of these teams. I mean, I don't, not Durant. Durant's unhateable. But, um, you know, Kyrie dropping 50 on the Hornets in on 19 shots is terrifying. So, you know, the, the, the problem with KD and Kyrie is like pick your poison. And so I would – I would take the points, 
but not one of my best bets because it feels just like a stay away to me. However, this will get us this can push us into our to a little NBA talk and some some best bets. Um, so I don't know why Embiid is just considered a lock for the MVP. I don't understand why he's his odds have moved so far ahead of um, I got two Embiid fans, huge Embiid fans here in the studio. Listen to the response. You're talking our language, master. You're talking our language. That's the, oh my God, there's a car leaving our driveway bark. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the woman who feeds you. That happens every day. Are you, you're, you're, you're overwhelmed with anxiety? Um, so, so Giannis, I think Giannis is a great bet at plus 750. Embiid is minus 145. If the Bucks, who are playing really well, finish ahead of the Sixers, they have the same points per game, basically. Giannis has slightly more rebounds. Giannis shoots a better percentage and has more assists. And Jokic has better stats than both of them. And he's just turning in an incomprehensible stat line every night. So I don't know. Minus 145 seems like a terrible bet on Embiid. And, and plus 750 seems like a great bet on Giannis. And there's no one in, in the voting, uh, the, the voters who doesn't like Giannis. There's nobody who doesn't like that guy. Um, and then and then Jokic, I think, is probably the best of the three. But this very much feels like one of those times, like when they would give Michael Jordan's MVP to somebody else just because it was somebody else's turn. I agree with you. It, 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 right. Well, yeah, Giannis, Bucks, great stuff. But that was so 10 minutes ago what you did. But I do think that they they, they stand at least a good as, a chance as anybody else of surviving the East. But I do love I, – I think psychologically, as you talk about that and the fragility of Ben Simmons and all that and exposing him to, to the Sixers' atmosphere, even though it will be in street clothes, all that, I do think that this is a chance for the Nets to establish psychological dominance over the Sixers. If they beat them without Ben Simmons, well, th- you really got to be spooked if you're Philly, right? Because if now – yeah. come the playoffs, hey, guess what? Hey, Harden, you're going to be checked by Ben Simmons. By the way – We've seen those images for literally the entirety of our lifetime. Bill Russell trying to block Wilt and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the image of Ben Simmons and James Harden is so 21st century pro basketball that those two are going to hopefully literally be head-to-head in a playoff, a seven-game series. It's just just delightful from the outside looking in. It's so crazy, though. I mean, there are players where you're like, you know, if this guy gets healthy, you know what you're going to get. You just know exactly what you're going to get. And I can't think of a of a weirder wild card than Ben Simmons. Like, the game has continued to change while he hasn't been playing. Will he be even more conspicuously limited? You know, where, where did this back injury come from? It's like me. What, you got injured doing nothing? That, that happens to me when I, when I stand up to play with my daughter. But you, you should be, you know, in, in fine fettle. Uh, I, it, it, I was thinking it's funny, like if the Nets win tonight, that, then uh, they, their thought process will be like, hey, if we can beat these guys without Ben Simmons, we might even be able to beat them with Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it is it's an extreme superstar version of what I always have said about the the, the Showtime Lakers. Kurt Rambis or sort of when the. 
early millennium Lakers were winning titles with, and Rick Fox would start for them. Rick Fox wasn't a viable rotation guy on a bad team. Same thing with Kurt Rambis on the Lakers back in the eighties, except that when you plug them in and surround them with high end stars, you can just say like one dimension is all we need out of you, man. Just all cool. it's, it's the worm. It's the worm in with the bulls. Like, Hey, just do the one thing, man. Just do. And if Simmons is like, all your energy. We don't care if you ever even think about shooting a ball from 18 feet or further out. Just all you have to do is be a lockdown defender. That's, you know, no, and so, so I think it's a huge game tonight in that when regard. You, like, what if they steal this one tonight in Philly? How excited are you as a Sixers fan going for Like, we lost to them and they didn't even have our old guy who we booed so mightily. Well, it's funny. You're absolutely right. When you reduce a guy's responsibilities down to like one category or one thing, then it's very easy for that guy to exceed expectations, which I think makes it easier to play, makes it more fun. Um, and, I, I, you know, watching the Celtics beat the Nets last weekend, uh, you know, Bruce Brown had 16, LaMarcus Aldridge had 14. And the one thing you notice is the complete freedom of movement and responsibility of the other guys. You know, that like that, that, that KD, I mean, KD really can get, you know, it's funny. Chris Paul gets that little foul line extended jumper, but he's a Smurf. I mean, KD gets wherever he wants to be. And then when he rises up, he's nine feet tall. So, um, I, you know, but but it's funny when I look at the standings, how these these matchups look like they're going to play out. And I'm and the Celtics seem very locked into the four five matchup, which I think is a great place. Um, if you assume chalk, then then you go uh, if you go four five, you could you could avoid the Nets until the conference finals. So you so you beat the Bulls in round one. I'm talking myself into the Celtics here. Okay. Well, that's I was that's what I was going to ask you is because listen, I got my old man who's a Celts fan from way back who is talking himself in. I can see surfing social media that a lot a lot of Celts fans are uh, of the same mind given the way Tatum's been playing the win over the Nets, like you say last weekend. Are you now in a in a conference? With the reigning champs, Giannis, and the Sixers and the Nets and the Heat, you are you really indulging the thought that maybe Boston goes on a springtime run here? Well, here's what here's what I like. Okay, so let's say by the way, Celts plus six fifty to uh, or five fifty, I should say, to survive the uh, the the brutal brutal East. That's not that's not high enough for my actual money, but I will make this case. If you if you get the Bulls, I think they can they can beat the Bulls in round one. Um, Sorry, plus nine fifty. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay. My eyes aren't working. That that okay. works better. That didn't. I was going to say, right wow, to a lot of people <laughs> jumping on this Celtics bandwagon. That is not a good number. Okay, nine fifty. That's better. Um, you know, you so you get. I mean, now they'd run up in the second round against probably. I don't even know actually. Watching the Miami Heat are leaking a little bit now. I guess you could. You could hit the Sixers or the Bucks in, in round two. I don't know how you can't really avoid everybody, obviously, in the playoffs. But I do see a scenario if the Celtics get to the finals of the Eastern Conference, there is a, a realistic chance that one of the guys on the Sixers or Nets has popped his piano wire. You, you know, somebody could be hurt. Right? I, I don't. I'm not. Oh, I thought sure. you were talking about mentally, which is also mentally. Well, that's it. But I'm not. You know, I'm not sure the Celtics can win a seven game series against 
actually, we kind of own the Sixers. I don't know. All right, I'm talking myself into it. Yes, because here's one of the things, the developments that in Boston that is exciting for Celtic fans. For a long time, you know, it's, it's like Jalen and Jason, Jason and Jalen, these two guys, you know, can they play together? And, and now it, it very much feels like we have a superstar and an awesome sidekick. As opposed to like, these are the two guys. It's like, no, Tatum is the guy, puts up, puts up 54 and 44 this week back to back. And then if Jalen Brown is, is, is the running mate, like if you don't have to, if you can, if you can play the Pippen role, I, I, I think then, then you're, you're to your point, you're going to, you can exceed expectations in that role as opposed to co-superstar. I don't really think Jalen Brown's that player. But anyway, Brown, Tatum, Time Lord, Robert Williams, a lot of length in the half court, a lot of contested shots. I don't know how this turned into me making a case for the Celtics. Well, I'm interested in it because the styles do make the fight in the NBA as much as anywhere else. You got the Nets at plus 270 now, holding off the Bucks in terms of uh, in terms of odds to get to the finals. The reigning champs plus 290 there, the Sixers plus 320, the Heat at plus 500. And like I mentioned, the Celts, I don't think we need to really indulge the chances of the Bulls there. But, man, I, I can't wait for these playoffs. I'm over the moon with anticipation, although I, I'm starting to feel like unless the Pens make a move, I, I – I'm starting to see where their ceiling is. I don't, I, I realistically, although you could talk yourself out of your team going through three rounds to reach the, the Stanley cup final, whether you're the Bruins, the Rangers, the Penguins or the Panthers. And I mean, it's so loaded. It's, it, it's wild stuff. I wanted to get to the Edmonton Oilers a little bit who had, who played a gem on Wednesday night. Um, I'm bouncing around here if you haven't noticed because I have another KD a historical question for you here. But while I, I just stumbled into puck, we may as well. I, I want to ask you this. Can you remember, Hedge? Because I've been talking about this with Spaghetti and Sal on Extra Points. In history, you have in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl a what? It, two of the top three forwards, two of the top four forwards. Crosby still deserves a shout-out. McKinnon, I don't know who else we want to talk about um, in, in that mix. Uh, Kaprizov, I don't know, spaghetti throughout. But, you know, two of the top five um, high-skill guys in the league, they still really might miss the playoffs. Is there a historical comp for – I'm not just talking for one season. This has gone on long enough. They, have, they, haven't, they haven't gotten a whiff of the final, these Edmonton Oilers. Is there is there a comp for the um, for team lack of success when you have two of the, you know, like I say, handful best in, in the entire league that you can recall? Well, it's funny, you know, as I just go back just through the Rolodex, just trying to think about – I mean, I do remember – was it, it was Marcel Dion, Charlie Simmer, and Dave Taylor. Was that the Correct. King's top line? Yeah. And it was like, I whatever, I probably read a story in Sports Illustrated. Oh, and that 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 magazine would come in the mailbox. Such a great day. Such a better life. But, uh, you it know. Really, it was, that really was something to get home from school. And it was a banner day in Pittsburgh when Sports Illustrated started arriving, not on Thursdays, but on Wednesdays. It was even, that was even sweeter. But anyhow, so, continue. So when you, you know, you, you, you know, you read the article and you're like, oh, my God, this is this line is unstoppable. So the Kings have a, a chance to win the cup. No, 
absolutely no chance. Like, and, and, and you know, and then you think even you know predating that a little bit, the the French connection line with the Sabers. Like, you read about Perot and and Robert and Martin, and you're like, wow, man, these guys are awesome. Yeah, they are not a contender. So, I mean, they're they're. I don't know that there's precedent for two guys in the top five. But I'm talking in like, any sport, any sport. Know. Did any like Ernie Banks and. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Billy Williams. Yeah. Billy Williams. I, I mean, they weren't two of the top five players in baseball, right? I mean, George Gervin and Larry Keenan. No, <laughs> not top five. No, it's right, probably I mean, unprecedented. Well, but it was funny watching that overtime, the Oilers caps. And again, again, watching Connor McNavid play three on three, just aesthetically, compared to a regular season Royals-Tigers fucking baseball game. Guys, you do not want to invite people to experience other sporting events. Trust me. Trust me. It's, they're all more interesting. <laughs> anyway, Spaghetti says that, that, that Jeff Passan's reporting. They're getting one step closer to, uh, to still having the most boring sport. Terrific. I don't give a good de- goddamn. Uh, As we bounce so, around here, potpourri style, and I want to, yeah. uh, obviously we haven't even talked QBs yet and all the big news in pro football. But, I, but the question I wanted to, co- go ahead, go ahead. Hey. Well, I just wanted to say, like, I was texting you guys last night. It's like when you watch McDavid and Drysaddle and they come down two on one and win the game at the end of that overtime, you're like, oh, they would win the cup if it was three on three. <laughs> they, they definitely like that. That is terrifying. But uh, unfortunately, it is so satisfying. It, it's the most. I, you know, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say it's the best thing in sports, but it, but it is so exciting mm-hmm. at, at, to to watch. Um, but of course, like I say about baseball, the the problem with reducing the game count, you know, forget one fifty four. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they could play, you know, a hundred games or one hundred and twenty, and golf should go from eighteen holes to twelve. After twelve, it's like, all right, we get it. Let's let's get out of here. We got other things to do with this day. Um, but the problem with going three on three is that then it corrupts every record that ever existed, but it clearly is more satisfying and, and it allows your superstars to shine. And it's uh, there's not enough ice surface for the high skill skaters of the 21st century. Well, the, um, the greatest thing about three on three is when the inevitable two on one happens. So like you're that's all it is, is back and forth. You're, right. you're going odd man rush two on one. Uh, you know, the, the D man, the lone D man out on the ice is, is has to make a decision. Who's he going to let, like, let the goalie take the shooter. I'll take the whatever. But if they, if you, if the puck doesn't go to the back of the net, it's a two on one in the other direction. Like it's so exciting. Like, so you have these sequences where it's like two on one off the crossbar, two on one, the other direction wide two on one. It's so exciting. So again, baseball, you, you might, I don't know. I don't know if the bigger bases are going to draw in the fan That's base. exciting, right? Yeah, can I just jump in? Can I jump in quick with the with the McDavid thing, and I want to just because my point, and you're bringing this oh, up. So the way the way you jumped in there, spaghetti. I thought no, you were no, about no, to no, tell no. me Deshaun there, Watson to the Steelers. Oh no, I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to jump in with just to, the, with the McDavid stuff because I did give the hot take uh, that they should be, they both should be traded, and like I, I think if people hear that, they're like, oh, this this guy's an idiot for suggesting that. But how many more chances should that organization get? with them like that's my point and like you want to compare like see what they did in the past with, with the draft i know there could there's some shake up but the organization does not draft well they don't sign the proper uh guys for this team uh with a yakupov or ryan hopkins like yes they hit on mcdavid but mcdavid i can make the case that is he's the best player 
among like any of the four major sports. And I think the gap between him, number one and number two is very significant, which, you know, hmm. NFL, you can argue who's number one MLB probably trap. There's some guys that are close. I think NBA, same thing. NBA, you could rotate every day. Who's the best player. There's such a gap with him and it seems insane to want to move him. But like, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won back to back. Like, yeah, you can be like they have Braden Point, they have Kucherov, and they have Stamkos. But the reason they won is because they have Vasilevsky, the best goalie in the league. They have Victor Hedman uh, and, and a good defensive group in the league, and they have the bet they had when they won those those cups, the best third and fourth line. Like those lines, that their third line could be some team's top line. Like they were that good. That's why guys like Barkley Goodrow go get these big deals because they were a complete team that could roll four lines. Edmonton cannot do that. And if you trade just maybe uh, uh, just Dreisaitl, I mean, you're going to get two guys and, and and picks in return and how many years you're going to waste McDavid. So I just feel like they need a total explosion, move him, get, get you're going to get back six players, NHL ready players in return and start fresh. And then they could each go to contenders. And I think that's just the only move they have left. I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to uh, take your side on this spaghetti and, and say that um, – that suggestion is not in the top 100 of why people should think you're an idiot. That is not, that does not. That's nice. Rate a mention. Look, see, look at that. That, that. No, the problem with dealing superstars is you never, you know, Herschel Walker just doesn't happen. You just, you, you get fucking 40 cents on the dollar. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with you in principle, but you just never get the haul you want, uh, which maybe is a nice segue into Russell Wilson. We can get into that in one second. Two, uh, I, I hear you, Spaghetti, philosophically, but you're looking as a global hockey fan and the injustice. It's sort of like, as I mentioned to Sean Watson, before all the legal stuff began, we had had about a month or two of, hey, you know, he was having among the best QB seasons two years ago, and everybody started crying for him. Like, we got to free Deshaun Watson from this terrible situation. I get it from that perspective, but if you're the Oilers, if you give away – I mean, they already traded away the nominal best player of all time. He's not actually the best player of all time, but they traded away Gretzky. And you just never get over that from a fan base's perspective. So I, I, I hear your noise, but I don't think that would be wise on any level. I mean, it is a, a, an all-time shame, though. I mean, they're not they're not anywhere close, and I see no reason why that's going to change this season. I mean, they're they're – Although it is kind of light in the West, it does set up that there's a chance that all of a sudden you could see them in the conference final. But I it is, be, this is, I mean, we, you know, I, most, you know, most of our our listeners are watching college baseball highlights now because they could give a shit about hockey. But uh, it is a weird thing that we're connecting it with other sports, though. Don't okay, you see? but how how important the Claude Lemieux become in the playoffs, right? It's like, it's a weird thing. Like the, the Jamie Langenbrunners, the, the John McClane. None of that was as weird as your attempt at uh, a French pronunciation of Claude Lemieux. Claude. How was that? Claude, Claude, Claude. Lemieux. What, what are you? Claude. You from Quebecois? What are you? We. Okay. We. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. So that's my, my, my daily work. Estudio todos los días. But, um, Evan Rodriguez, it it is crazy how often stars get neutralized in, in physical playoff series where you're like game seven, this guy has one point what's going on. So, uh, you know, maybe it is the nature of, of the second season that, that makes McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh, not not so great. I mean, Dreisaitl's okay. such a bull of a guy, though. And Zach Hyman, I mean, like the cupboard ain't bare there in Edmonton. But oh, here's the one more basketball question. Then we can uh, spend the rest of our time together talking pro football. 
I don't know even where it came up, but it, it it just rubbed me wrong, like recency bias. And I usually will defend recency bias because I think people like we talk about lionize the past too much. Uh, I'm looking at you, 60 Celtics and Bill Russell. Um, uh, is uh, this idea that Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is definitely, first of all, there's pushback from the old, the Kevin Durant top 10 player all time. Yes. Then the next one was, Oh, yeah, he's better than Larry Bird. Incorrect. How say you, Hedge? Larry Bird versus KD all time. Well, again, it's generational. So you wouldn't you wouldn't want like prime Larry Bird versus prime Durant on the court would not be good for Larry Bird. But, you you know, you can only weigh them against the guys they were dominating. Right. Uh, and I would say. Bird's, you know, Durant's become a complete player, obviously, but Bird arrived as a complete player. And I think the passing would would separate him him from Durant. Um, Yeah. So I'm not ready to put Durant above Bird all time. But I would say this. This is kind of a weird thing we're getting into when when you look at all offense in basketball. Is has evolved to the point where it's like. Well, of course, of course, the guy can shoot from 30 feet and and cross people over and dribble with both hands. He's 6'11". What? Like we it's like fucking Dave Cowens just went behind the back and shot a fadeaway three. Like it's insane. Like there, there used to be big guys and medium sized guys and little guys. And now and I don't know if it's like AAU or, you know, it starts when you're seven years old, but everybody's skilled and on defense. Defense can't evolve. Defense is move your feet, fight through screens, get a hand up. Defense doesn't change. But but Kevin Durant's a great example of how the guy coming at you has changed. Everybody can shoot it and everybody can handle the ball. Like it's so it creates such a problem in terms of spacing on defense because it's not like, well, as long as this guy can stay in front of his man, he can't stay in front of his man. No one can stay in front of that guy. That that guy's going to go by him. So then th- how this is what's going to happen is is Bridges is going to get a wide open three in the corner. That's what's going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it, which is why someone like Ben Simmons, if you have a guy on the court that you don't have to uh, account for in terms of the short corner three, that does allow you to uh, play almost a hybrid where – Someone is helping, you know, and helping the helper. Uh, but but some of these teams, like you spread you spread the court, and you're like, I mean, the Sixers are getting into this now, where you're like, Maxi just plays so well with Harden, like something about their styles, like Max Tyrese Maxi is just taken off, and you know, I mean, it's why I still think the Suns at plus four ten. Maybe this is the way we do the podcast: we sprinkle our best bets throughout organically. I instead love it. Of, See? Instead of just doing the big banner. The banner best bets headline. Uh, the the Suns at plus four ten. I I still think is the best bet of all the numbers on the board because they run their sets and they get the shot they want more than anybody else. And and it just it, it's the eye candy of watching the Suns in the half court. It, it's there's nothing like it. And so, um, but but I do think like to the to the Bird Durant to the generational thing. It's just like. It's so nuts. 
you know, and now guys are shooting from the logo. Like, when does this end? Are guys just going to be shooting 50% from half court? Well, and it's also, I'm sure you saw that video on social media, the kids, how, I don't even know how old they were, if they were teenage, if they were high school kids, if they were even younger, but they were trading the two kids back and forth, 30 foot or 30. I was I mean, trying it was, to figure it out was how really, I was trying well, to figure out we talk about, I mentioned at the top, Jerry Jones and, uh, and his paternity suit that's out there now. I don't want to make any trouble, but Kevin Hench only talks about having two girls. That looked weird to me. Two diminutive guys who have limitless range. I don't know what Hench was up to about 15, 20 years ago, but I, I'm not closing any oh, books I on that. I, I, I mean, see. the limitless was, right back and forth. It's like, oh, and, and that moxie, that and moxie slash asshole attitude of like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you now. Watch, I'll shoot it from further away. Yeah, Same, I'll shoot it. That's you. I'll, I'll shoot it from the swimming pool. Um <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, like, you know, Jerry Jones's lawyers are going to reach out to me for DNA <laughs> to exonerate him. <laughs> By the way, I mean, look, I, I just probably read the same article you did. But, like, when you look at the details of what he agreed to, I, I can't imagine you do that if you don't think you're the dad. <laughs> just, wow. just, just out of the bigness of his heart. Just a sweet guy. Just a nice, just a sweet This is guy. why you don't hear. See, look at how they, they 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 weave themselves together for us, Hench. That's why we don't need the rundown to to be rigid because they all they all uh, play off each other. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I, I want to get to though. I'm going to move on from all this to winning time. Well, because you mentioned Bird and uh, and his arch rival and all of that. I assume you you've absorbed this. What did you think about it from a creative standpoint, but then also from a basketball standpoint? One, I never knew Jerry West was considered to be such a curmudgeon. I had ne- I'd never heard that before. I always thought he was like a lovely old gentleman. One and two, I think it's fun to consider. Obviously, they wouldn't have been better than the Magic Johnson Lakers. But what if they would have drafted Sidney Moncrief? They would have been good. They would have won titles in the early eighties with with Norm Nixon, Kareem, and they still presumably get James Worthy. That would have been a juggernaut team too. I, I don't know where uh, magic goes in that equation, but, but anyhow. Obviously I can talk about that team. I guess it goes to Milwaukee. Oh, he goes to the Bulls. Right. This, is, uh, this is what's, you know, what's so fun for our listeners is they get the real, this is like unvarnished. We don't prepare. We don't know what's going to happen. This is the real deal. And as you started talking about a show I haven't seen, I was like, Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. I could probably fake it. I could probably go, Oh my God, the production. Oh, the production value is unbelievable. I mean, Riley's amazing. Like I could just, cause that's what all the jackasses who don't know anything about sports do on TV. They just go for my money. Jimmy Butler's a good defender. Great. Here's your paycheck. I don't know what, like, no, you know, nobody says anything, but, um, the problem with winning time, as as Spaghetti will learn when he get there's this thing called marriage, which is losing time. And so you're literally losing time because you're <laughs> like you're sitting there going, there's a fucking awesome basketball show on on HBO Max. But how do you, you can't hide the fact that it's about basketball with your old lady? She's going to figure it out pretty quickly. It's it's about the human drama. It's about I, it's no, it's not about. I mean, I know the Laker girls are prominent, but no, it's more about yeah. So it's like I'm fucked, and and there it is sad. It's a little bit, it's a little bit like uh, like jerking off in the basement. Like you have mm-hmm. to like how do you 
you, you shows you have to carve out time to watch for, by yourself. You have to sneak off, like. <laughs> you have to spaghetti, ch- spaghetti doesn't get the rules yet. See, I can tell Hench is a father because he doesn't text Dave on group texts about a, a game that's going on currently. Spaghetti will be like, "Oh, look at that goal by." Uh, by Gensel or whatever. And I'll be like, man, I'm on DVR. That's I'm, I'm, my entire parenting is pivots off of the DVR. I don't know. I, I would be an atrocious, atrocious father. Um, it is not crazy. For that 21st I mean, century gift. It, it, if you're, it, there is no excuse for being a shitty father now with, with the DVR. Like it, it, it is, it is opened up. It, I mean, can you imagine if we had to watch these games live and go get, Hey, get out of here. I'm watching the game. Get lost. <laughs> go ask your mom. That, that, by the way, um, you know, Dana Gould legend tells the story about breaking his collarbone during a Bruins playoff game. And his dad telling him, hang on. As soon as this game's over, we're going to get you to the hospital. <laughs> that was parent that was fatherhood pre-dvr and then so it comes full circle as phil kessel is like i'm gonna get to the hospital to meet my newborn child as soon as i take a shift to keep my uh my game streak uh game streak going hey i mentioned it at the top of the show college basketball championship season is just about upon us in fact the conference tournaments are going on as we speak there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel sportsbook new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free up to one thousand dollars bet college basketball any way you like it, take a chance, maybe on a same-game parlay bet. That's where the fun's at. Jump into the action with live betting or bet with big promotions like odds boosts. And when you do, FanDuel is going to pay you off with your winnings if you're lucky enough to be on the right side of things. In as little as two hours, all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up. And this is important with the promo code minus three, the word minus the number three to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's minus three. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's squeeze in a quick break. All right, let's jump from those sports that I think we concede are ultimately a little less captivating than our beloved pro football Still, right there. I mean, all all these great storylines in pro football gets the headlines. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. By the way, we talked to Chad Ryder, a draft guru, and also Wisconsinite, boots on the ground reacting in real time to the news that Aaron Rodgers was sticking there. Cynical outsider Dave, he quelled some of my concerns about the, you know, the behavior of Rodgers and why Packers fans are excited. We can move on from that. I think it's self-evident that the Packers next year are probably still in pretty good shape um, and should roll to a division title. Um, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Let's start there. I Talk about cynicism. I personally am surprised that the reaction immediately from everybody, and I talk all the time about 21st century uh, vapidity is a way to gravitas, is to immediately express that that's not going to work. 33-year-old Russell Wilson, a mile high, 
ain't going to work out with that defense, with the weapons he's going to have there, with Nathaniel Hackett, who presumably will be good at working with a guy with a high-end quarterback. How say you, Hench? Is this uh, – do, do you get any of the sort of like, oh, Broncos gave too much to get that guy. He's washed up. That's insane. Like, why well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that take. Um, he's as someone who he, he's carried me to multiple point titles in in regular season point titles in fantasy, and the number of times on third and eight, you know, and apparently DK Metcalf can't run a pass pattern because he's never open. But the number of times on third and eight, he goes, "Oh, I I guess I just have to tuck and gain twelve yards." Like he's he's so good. And and obviously, um, they they have a really nice package of wide receivers there. Uh, I, I think, it, yeah, I don't think I don't think moving the ball is going to be a problem in in Denver now. I don't think that. I, I think that we're going to have these awesome shootouts in the AFC West, and it's delightful for fans. Um, I, what the funny part to me is, you know, we were talking a month, six weeks ago about, you know, Hackett. Being being the first move in a two step move like Kansas, you know, Kansas hiring Ed Manning and then Danny Manning announces, I'm going to go to Kansas, you know, <laughs> so so Hackett arrives. But then I think because we we all are are delighting in, in the schadenfreude of anything bad that happens to Aaron Rodgers just delights us all so much. The first thing that was fun was like, no, no one's really interested like, wow, wow, how big, you know, how big a fucking headache do you have to be to be clearly the MVP of the league and nobody nobody really wants to to offer, you know, a substantial package for you? I wonder, that is a crazy story. That I mean, it's kind of, you know, there's so many other storylines around it that it, that slips through the cracks. Did they really not? Nobody even blew in calls? Was the agent this jive that Mike Florio and others bought? Like, no, the agent has worked out deals to Denver and to Pittsburgh and to Tennessee. And like there there's, I mean, talk about just throwing crap out. I mean, you agents say a lot of stuff that ain't true. It's whether or not you bite on it and decide to report it. It's sort of like, Hey, well, Putin says that those were crisis actors. So what choice do we have, but to believe it. And so like, what, you know, um, Spaghetti. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean, still, I don't mean to inflame Mike Florio with uh, but Spaghetti, <laughs> if you kill Putin, if you kill Putin, <laughs> Pete Davidson will no longer be the king of Staten Island. You, true. You'll be a fucking legend, my friend. You'll be a legend. Um, this, I'm a, I always like to envision these scenarios because, again, we don't know. So you kind of make up your own narrative. So then it's like the Hackett interview goes, hey, look, we're, we're not we – let's not beat around the bush here, okay? This guy loves you, right? He loves you and he's going to follow you to Denver. Hackett goes, that's why I'm here, baby. We, we, we fucking, we share the same brain. This guy loves me. He's, you know, he's going to come, he's going to follow me anywhere I go. Okay, great. Sign here. Here's your contract. Great. You're a head coach in the NFL. Great news. Uh, let's hit it bright and early uh, tomorrow morning. Let's get in the conference room and figure this out. Hackett's deal is done. He comes in. Hey, I don't want that motherfucker. But wait, 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 wait. You told it. That was the whole job interview. You said you could get him. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. I won't coach him. Your deal's done, though. You said you could get Rodgers. Let's get someone else. So I, I, you know, my first thought was like, oh, boy, Hackett couldn't deliver. 
on whatever he said in the interview. But so now, what he's like is like a Hollywood agent. Hugh Jackman's so excited about this project. He's in. No, no, no. Don't worry. He's Hugh Jackman's in. Green light. Like <laughs> Hugh, Hugh can't make it work, but we can get you the guy who played. We can get you the guy who played Cyclops yeah. next to him. Great, and great. We're, we're greenlit. Let's. Uh, hey, Hugh. Um, I'm a little out over my skis here. Is there any chance? What's your availability like spring 2023 to do a movie? No. Okay. So anyway, um, I loved the fact that that Rogers, I mean, how, you know, yes, he got paid, but however you shape it, it's like he tried to force a divorce and he's going to go to his grave married to that team. That's delightful. Um, Then the fact that he tried to fucking wander back out on the stage into the spotlight. <clears throat> and 30 minutes later, he just got fucking blown out of the news. Like, okay, you're staying great. Now we're looking at, at Russell Wilson in, in Broncos gear. Um, so but what is truly interesting though, and I don't think this has ever happened. NFC East and NFC North clinched in March. I don't know, man. It's This is one of those. It's funny because I've been thinking what about you, it. What don't when, you know about it? Because when the Dream you know Team Eagles were put together, you're like, well, that why even play the season? Obviously, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They didn't get anywhere close. Last year, when you saw, I don't know how, by hook or by crook, I don't know how the Buccaneers are doing it, but everyone that just won the Super Bowl is back. Well, like, unless old man Brady gets old in front of our eyes, which if I would have told you, in August, the, the the reason that you would bet against the Bucks in August of 21 was like, I don't know, at some point, Father Time's going to take down 12. And Brady had the 1A best season in the league. And so if I would have told you, yeah, Brady would be right there with Rodgers for the MVP, you would say, well, then it, the Bucks win the Super Bowl again, right? And it's weird. I, I Funny how, like I say, time moves so fast that you don't stop down to, to reflect on that. It's weird that the Buccaneers at home lost to the Rams, and they just kind of went out quietly in the postseason. That's weird. They, they had pretty much everyone back. And, and uh, Well, you know how I feel about that Godwin injury. I, that's just such a critical position. I get it, but uh, you've got to remove certain players. Um, but uh, but, okay. but to, to my point, you know. I hear you. I, I'm, I'm certainly I, not going to bet on the, anybody the, against. The gap in quarterback play between Aaron Rodgers and his uh, division mates and, and uh, ironically – Black Kirk Cousins, if if that's a true quote from Mari Cooper, I I'm, I love it so much. I I can't. Eat, but but I I think Dak is considerably better than Kirk Cousins. Um and and Dak loom. I mean that Carson Wentz. I, 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 it's so mind boggling how the the Commanders, <laughs> the fucking decision making over there. Like here's what you definitely don't want to do with Bryce Young on the horizon. Don't go seven and 10. So you're going to get a quarterback who, you know, I don't, obviously I don't think Wentz is great, but he's serviceable. What you want if you're a commander's fan is Taylor Heineke throwing left-handed for the entire season. Like you, you have to eat it at some point. And it's, it's interesting watching teams trying, like, you know, it'll be interesting to see this, how, how dedicated the Seahawks are to trying to win five games. Like three wins would be a lot better, you know. So I, it's crazy to me that that the commanders 
acquired that guy um, at all. Uh, it, it I agree, like, and they still might. Maybe they have their eyes on Malik Willis. I mean, I, I I could see that the the idea that it would be Kenny Pickett makes no sense when you have Heineke. But but the point everybody is making is Wentz and Heineke are both off the books. If you want them off the books uh, at the end of the football season, so if you get, I could see it being Willis. The place to me, the one I can talk myself into is the the two places for Deshaun Watson that I'll uh, I'll I'll jump to. Is and then I'll go back to the white Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson, there's all sorts of rumors. Sean King, who's old friends with Mike Tomlin, people connecting those dots and say, Well, Sean King must know something. Deshaun Watson to the Steelers. I am saying here and now, and I'll wear it and I'll Jerry Orr back it if I'm wrong. I do not see. I get the Brian Flores Deshaun Watson connection. I do not see the Steelers mortgaging their I, I don't want to say integrity or I'm get weird but I just don't how about the the um cap space and the draft picks and otherwise to get Deshaun Watson although if he walked in the door obviously he would be a long-term solve at the most important position and given what's there they'd legitimately be Super Bowl contenders this year if you did that I, you know giving away picks and otherwise I just don't see it happening Carolina with Matt Rule, who's got to win now. Like the idea that they can bring in Kenny Pickett, like, yeah, we're working towards something. I don't think works for Matt Rule. I think that becomes the next head coach's issue um, after they fire Matt Rule in 21. It is funny, though. I think Washington makes sense. Washington makes so much sense. Like Dan Snyder in some warped way, it's like the stinks off me if we bring in uh, somebody else who's going to distract from our other problems. This will be a headache. But by the way, the idea that you bring in Deshaun Watson to compete, and I just said it even about the Steelers, is like, well, there could be a contender, except for the fact he's going to be suspended for a year, right? So, like, how would you trade away for a guy who's, who, who you have no idea what his availability is going to be? No matter what happens on Friday in court, they're still going to, given the, 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 the preponderance of charges against him, it doesn't seem like it's going to be like, week one starter, everybody get excited, <laughs> face of the franchise. On three, go. Um, well, it, what's crazy about, you know, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. It's like it's easy to forget as you look at all these quarterbacks. But going back to the to the week after the Super Bowl and everyone going, hey, man, Joe Burrow's going to be back a lot. Like now you're like, wow. Like half of these quarterbacks are going to lose in the first. Like, who, like someone's got to lose in the first round. Someone's got to lose in the AFC championship game. There's never been a quarterback, the glut of quarterbacks in the AFC. Like I I said, I like Mac Jones. I like him. He's the 10th best quarterback in the AFC. It's crazy. I agree. I feel like the Patriots have have slid. I was thinking about that uh, among all the teams in the AFC. Now, I feel like the the Patriots are set up to be irrelevant. Like they're going to be what you talk about, that seven to – Seven and ten, ten to seven range for the next couple of years. Now, I, I don't think they're a real factor coming up. And, and with and with all the personnel moves that they're they're going to be forced to make, obviously going all in on on some free agent busts. Um, the the moment where we'll go, when did it really end? Like, obviously, you know, Brady leaving, you know, that's a demarcation. But when did it really end? It really ended when we all learned, oh, our sixty nine year old coach is senile and doesn't know how to text his friends. That's when we're like, Oh boy. Well, we thought, Oh shit. Okay. All right. We're in trouble. 
we're in trouble now. By the way, and, one uh, last uh, speaking, but we're, we would be remiss within our remaining few minutes here. Um, and and I'll I'll throw out a couple of picks just so we can say okay we go ahead it. go ahead uh, and then maybe we'll do a minute and a half on Calvin Ridley look but, at Calvin I was just gonna say you look at gotta Calvin talk about Ridley Calvin here. Ridley so go ahead um, Bucks Bucks at Warriors uh, Saturday Warriors getting people back but you know uh, Draymond's not gonna be back Saturday Wiseman's just started his his uh, rehab assignment um, I think the Bucks are really rounding into playoff shape. I like the Bucks on the road against the Warriors. And then here's just a random, we already talked a lot of hockey, but you know how this time of year you start to identify teams that like gave it their best shot and they're not going to the playoffs and they start to hemorrhage. They're like, when is this fucking season over? Because we are not going anywhere. The Detroit Red Wings have given up 10 goals and nine goals in two of their last five games. And and a a pretty exciting Minnesota Wild team coming to town this weekend. And I like the Wild, and I like a big number against against the leaky wings, um, you know, Wild Wings, Wild Wings. Uh, oh. so, so those are those are two picks. I also like Giannis MVP uh, plus 750. But let's talk about Ridley. And I want to say quickly, I'll throw one out for you there. A ought for cup final redo in Calgary on Thursday night. Lightning at the Flames. Flames stumbled. A warning to you, Calgary. I've been riding you real good here, and we've had a lot of success together. But you better win on the money line tonight against the visiting Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to say uh, take the home team on the money line at uh, minus 114. There you go. Well, go ahead, Calvin. Slipping, I actually bet on the Lightning uh, against the Jets. They gave up seven goals. When was the last time Vasilevsky started so many, the game and gave up seven goals? They're crazy numbers with the NHL. Like eight goal total. Cra- anyway, go ahead. Let's get yeah. to Calvin. So, uh, just real quick on Ridley. Like, I mean, obviously, we are running headlong into this NFL hypocrisy, which we contribute to on this gambling podcast, uh, you know, but um, every ad is for a gambling site. It's it's more and more the league is being financed by the addiction, compulsion, recreation, whatever you want to call it, of sports gambling. And this guy, you know, I don't know, he's looking for stuff to do. <laughs> it's like, you know, the fear is always that they're going to throw games. Um, I, it just feels a little hypocritical and harsh to me. Uh, a, a year seems rough, um, you know, it, unless there's evidence, you know, that he he dropped uh, a fourth and five in the red zone. It, it just it just seems, you know, for a for a league that is that is making so much money on gambling, um, you know, as you pointed out, check the, the Stephen Ross thing seems much more. Uh, w- deserving of investigation. And That's I think people who point that out, and of course it's an opportunity for people to get up on Mount Pius about it. Like the league cares more about gambling than it does against uh, uh, you know brutal felonies, you know assaults and otherwise. No, but it's not. Uh, it's not Congress. It's a professional sports league. Morality is relevant. I think the mistake that. Roger Goodell made was in his early days was announcing I'm going to clean up all the all the criminal all the nefarious stuff like no you're not you're you're not going to clean all that up because it's impossible to clean up because your league is populated by human beings you can't announce that's what you're going to do so that was an overreach but that aside of course it's more important for the 
I, I, no one would debate the morality issue, obviously, which is more severe a, 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 on a human scale. But the league falls apart. If, if you start to think, I don't know if that guy's giving it at his all, then it's it's wrestling. Then it's professional. It's studio. Well, wrestling. how about There's this? No, the, how about this? Players? Always, but yeah, Stephen Ross doing is, it. is at least worse. What if players are obligated to bet 10% of their game check on their own team? I see it. You it, know, it I like, like steroids. Like it's the same. I used oh. to Pete Rose. Yeah, but he was betting on his team. Isn't that a show of support? Yes. Same thing with so, like when people be like, well, can you believe these guys are juicing? Like, yeah, I'm upset that the Pittsburgh, no one on the Pirates has been charged with juicing. Like get with the program. That's how that, no wonder right. you're at the bottom I think of the I got to get out of Sarah uh, Tiana's way here uh, for let's be getting to his, his thing. But imagine being Calvin Ridley betting on the Falcons, knowing you're not playing. So he was just sitting there like the rest of us. Like, why can't this team move the ball? Because you're fucking watching on TV. That's why they can't move the ball. And as you guys know, I made seven NFL over under win total bets. And the only one I lost was the Atlanta Falcons by half a game. Because this motherfucker's watching on TV. He's gambling with me on the Falcons. I'm like, yeah, we don't need you betting on the Falcons. We need you playing for the Falcons. Calvin Ridley's like, I completely forgot Julio Jones went to Nashville. Oh, my God. I forgot I'm not playing. I forgot no one's open. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. All right. Oh, great job, as always, by Kevin Hench. Good luck in the, the business of show there, making your uh, your fancy TV and movies and all that stuff. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. All right, you know what, Spaghetti? We got a lot going on today ourselves. Hench just showed us the way. Let's follow him out the door, shall we? We'll talk to you on the other side of the weekend to break down all the hot sports action. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out all the great shows at Extra Points Network and go to extrapoints.com to play along with us. And like I say, until next week, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.